We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Today is the day after Thanksgiving, so let me be the first to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Mrs. BCP and the kids already put up the Christmas tree with some of the Christmas fixings, and it's starting to feel like Christmas. And let's remember the reason for the season is we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This truly is a wonderful time where a lot of people who don't have Christ on their mind, are reminded. So this is a good time of the year. I know some of my fellow Christian brothers and sisters don't like it because it's pagan or what have you. Yes, we know a lot of the traditions we have are pagan. I understand that. But this is a time when people are reminded where they, uh, where, where they may not otherwise remember our Savior. And I think that's only a good thing. So let me wish you a very Merry Christmas. All right, today, Friday... Uh, we have Senator Ron Johnson out the bat uh, pissing them off. Th this is pretty good. You know when the Daily Beast has a headline that says, Ron Johnson says COVID was pre-planned in bat crap Fox News rant that they have hit a nerve. And this is fantastic. Uh, I, I, when I saw this, I was like, Ron Johnson must have had a really good Thanksgiving and he has a lot on his plate and he wants to have that overflow and wants everyone to know what's really going on here. So let's listen to Ron Johnson with Maria Bartiromo on Fox News. It's just extraordinary to me that, uh, you know, the government was working with social media to amplify lies and suppress truth and has been doing so repeatedly. Why can't the American people know that there were side effects with the vaccine? This is all pre-planned by an elite group of people. That's what I'm talking about. Event 201 that occurred in late 2019 prior to the rest of us knowing about this pandemic. Holy smokes. Just that right there, you know, ticked them off. This is a sitting member of the U.S. Senate saying right off what we have been saying for years and we've known, and we know that Ron Johnson is not like a, a Johnny-come-lately to truth and he's been a warrior against the, the vaccine side effects, not really a, being a vaccine, but he came right off the bat, right right, right, uh, right, off, the, right off the blocks, right off the bat. I get, I, I confuse that idiomatic expression, excuse me. He comes right out the gate in this interview with uh, with with Maria Bartiromo talking about event 201 which we talked about on my program years ago it was that 2019 supposed uh fictional exercise uh, based on a, 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 a fictitious scenario about a pandemic that would scourge the world. And it happened in 2019, right before their Agenda 20, their Agenda 21 hit 
in, in, in 2020 with the pandemic known as COVID-19. So you know this is going to be juicy right out the box when that is how Ron Johnson started off. But then he goes, he goes full on into it. Again, yeah. you know, this is very concerning in terms of what has happened, what is happening, uh, what continues to be planned for our loss of freedom. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it needs to be exposed. But unfortunately, there, there are very few people, even in Congress, that are willing to take a look at this. Uh, they, they all push the vaccine. Uh, they don't want to you know, be, be made aware of the fact that the vaccines might have caused injuries, might have caused death. Uh, you know, so, so many people just simply don't want to admit they were wrong and they're going to do everything right. they can to make sure that they're not proven wrong. They were wrong and they're doing everything to hide the fact that they were wrong and they don't want to be proven wrong. It goes back to the old question, what's worse, the crime or the cover-up? We're, well, we're up against people, a very powerful group of people here, Maria. We need the truth to be exposed. We need more Americans to listen to the truth, to be exposed to the truth, to pull their heads out of the sand, quite honestly, open up their eyes and understand what has happened in this country. We are going down a very dangerous path, but as a path is being laid out and planned by an elite group of people that want to take total control over our lives. And that's what they're doing bit by bit. They do it by increasing massive government spending, increase the size of government, uh, take over of the WHO. These amendments that are coming up uh, that are going to be voted on in 2024 on the WHO are frightening, and they, they really risk taking away all of our sovereignty. Uh, people have to awake, awaken to the dangers of the moment. All right, lots to unpack there. But let's get into some of the things that Ron Johnson said. Who are some of these powerful people? Well, one of the obvious ones, obviously, is Big Pharma. They lied about the bioweapon being a COVID-19 vaccine and they and their minions don't want people to know about it. Let's back up. Four years ago, President Trump told us that Big Pharma was very powerful and very scary. He even said that Big Pharma were some of the people behind his sham impeachment. Just moments ago, President Trump suggested Big Pharmaceutical Companies could be behind the House impeachment probe. They come at you from all different sides. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if the hoax didn't come a little bit from some of the people that we're taking on. They're very powerful. They spend a lot of money. Spend, I think, more money than any other group in the world, actually, in terms of uh, lobbying and lobbying abilities. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of the nonsense that we all have to go through, but that I go through, wouldn't be surprised if it was from some of these industries like pharmaceuticals. Now, it's more than just big pharma in America. This is a globalist, elitist threat. Ron Johnson calls them elites. A lot of people call them elites. I call them elitists. They are not elite. They just think they are. But unfortunately, they have a lot of power. One of those that have a lot of power is a World Health Organization. And what they're up to is very scary. Because as Ron Johnson says, these people want to have total control. Let me play you that one part again of what Ron Johnson said. And then we're going to get into what Dr. Ness told Epic Times uh, the other week. We are going down a very dangerous path. But as a path is being laid out and planned by an elite group of people 
that want to take total control over our lives. And that's what they're doing bit by bit, uh, take over of the WHO. These amendments that are coming up uh, that are going to be voted on in 2024 on the WHO are frightening, and they, they really risk taking away all of our sovereignty. Uh, people have to awake, awaken to the dangers of the moment. So you heard there Senator Ron Johnson saying that these powerful workings against Americans, but also man and humankind, are things that are happening at the World Health Organization. But what are they up to? What are they trying to do? Let's connect some dots here. Ron Johnson is clearly saying that these people have controlled the narrative. No one knows. uh, They don't want any exposure on the vaccine side effects. They want to be able to push these vaccines on us and then not us, not have us know about the side effects. Their minions in government are going to shill for them and hide these effects. But guess what? They want more of this. That is what Ron Johnson is saying they're trying to do against us in a worldwide effort through the World Health Organization. More pandemics, scandemics, plandemics, and more vaccines, and more protection and money for big pharma. So let's turn over to Dr. Merrill Nass, who recently had a conversation uh, over at Epoch Times and their new thought leaders, breaking down exactly what the World Health Organization is pushing. This is what Ron Johnson warned us about today on Maria Bartiromo's show on Fox News. So the potential things they have talked about doing are quarantines, lockdowns, vaccine passports, very rapid production of vaccines, ideally development in 100 days, production in another 30 days. Uh, it's impossible to license a vaccine in that time frame. So they um, tell the nations that they need to develop the legal structures uh, to allow the equivalent of emergency use authorizations so that these, pro- these new pro- pandemic products, drugs and vaccines, can then be put through a very, very abbreviated authorization. Now, why is this important? Well, we know that with emergency use authorization, they can escape being sued. They don't have liability, yet the governments can force and mandate or attempt to force and mandate people to take them. So the big pharma, as we saw in the last several years, they have the best of both worlds. People are absolutely told they must take this product, but at the same time, They have no liability for the efficacy or the danger of said product. And this is all an organization. You think that Big Pharma is only lobbying here in the United States, our legislators? No, of course not. They're also working with the World Health Organization to roll this plan out worldwide. Even to countries that don't currently even have this problem, they want to make sure they can push their product and not have any liability, forcing them to have an infrastructure for emergency emergency use authorization. These people truly are sick, vile, wicked, and evil. And um, so uh, for countries that don't have an EUA process, they are being directed, assuming these documents get accepted by the members of the World Health Organization, they will be directed that they have to establish methods by which emergency use authorizations can be issued. Now, part of that, and the main reason we have EUAs, is to take away liability from manufacturers and government officials who order 
the products to be made or mandated and the doctors and nurses who are administering them. So the documents, the latest versions of the treaty specify that we need to be able to manage the liability issue and we should use um, existing models. Now, who has a great model for this? That would be the United States. Now, think of all the money that Big Pharma has made off of the COVID-19 vaccines in America alone. Think of all the injuries that have happened because of the COVID-19 bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. These next numbers that Dr. Nass talks about are very, very sobering. And they totally explain why Big Pharma wants emergency use authorization in not just America, but in every country to push their poison. Now, the United States has an existing model. It's called the CICP. It's only, it only applies to pandemic, special pandemic products. It was used for the COVID vaccines and the CICP has received over 11,000 requests for um, benefits for injuries from COVID vaccines. It has adjudicated about, uh, over 1,000. Four people have been paid off to a total of about $10,000 altogether for injuries from the vaccine. So that's how you manage liability. Okay, my fellow members of the BCP podcast family, by the way, I love and appreciate you so much. I wish I could give you all a hug because now we're going down the scary rabbit hole. What is what is this all leading to? Well, okay, it could be depopulation. It could be just absolute control. But what is a vehicle that the World Health Organization wants to use to be able to make sure that people are taking these vaccines and to be able to control us by use of these vaccines. Remember, they're already looking forward and planning the next pandemic, uh, scamdemic. All of these things are they're trying to get them in place so that they can continue with the next uh, uh, p- pandemic. We see $10,000 out of four cases that have been paid out when they've made billions and people aren't taking the COVID-19 vaccine anymore. That's why there's a new one because the old one doesn't work anymore. No more boosters, a new one. But they've got something in the works. I don't know. Is it going to be Ebola? Is it going to be some sort of brain-eating uh, amoeba or bacteria? Who knows what the next one is going to be? But there's going to be a way to track who took it, who didn't take it. And of course, we're not just talking about vaccine passports. We're talking about a digital ID that they're going to usher in under the guise of a scamdemic, of a pandemic. that, you know, we have to have a worldwide network to know if you are vaccinated or not for the safety of the world. But of course, that's just going to be the Trojan horse for them to bring in what many of us know scripturally or we know biblically, we refer to as the mark of the beast. And this is in reference to Revelations 13 in the Bible, in the New Testament, in which John tells us that in these days, Satan would control governments and powers that would come after all of us. I know this is not a religious show, 
but I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. So let's turn to the scriptures. Revelations 13, verse 16. And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So, that is the mark of the beast, this system where we, whether we are uh, rich or poor, free or bond, if, if we're enslaved to debt perhaps, whether we think we're rich and we're free of this system, we're not going to be able to buy or sell unless we are part of this mark of the beast system. And that's what we're seeing being ushered in right before our eyes. And folks, don't take my word for it. Why don't we hear it from their own mouths? While the emergency phase of the COVID-19 pandemic is now over, investments in digital infrastructure remain an important resource for health systems and for economies and societies at large. Like many countries, the European Union made significant investments in COVID-19 certificates to help people move around as safely as possible during the pandemic. All right, for our podcast list, uh, listeners, that was Dr. Tedros of the World Health Organization. Let's go over to the World Economic Forum, who last year in their conference, Alibaba president told us about the individual carbon footprint tracker. So they're going to go under the guise of our health, right? We need to have these tracking devices, these digital IDs so that people can travel and we'll know it's safe for them to travel. And then once we're traveling, what else are they going to do? Oh, while we're traveling, they're also going to know if we are not just vaccinated, but what our carbon footprint is, you know, because the world is about to end and they must control our carbon footprint as well. Folks, I'm not making this up. This is something they discussed at the World Economic Forum just last year. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. It's something that they're working on. Tracking your health, tracking your carbon footprint. And then, of course, what is that all going to roll into? Well, if you're paying attention, what that's going to roll into is a CBDC, a central bank digital currency that's going to have your vaccine passport ID. It's going to have your carbon footprint and governments will be able to also control how you spend your money. This is not conspiracy theory. These people are openly talking about it in their forums. The third way we think CBDC can improve financial inclusion is through what we call programmability. That is, CBDC can allow government agencies and private sector players to program, to create smart contracts, 
to allow targeted policy functions. For example, welfare payment. For example, consumption coupon. For example, food stamp. By programming CBDC, those money can be precisely targeted for what kind of people can own and what kind of use this money can be utilized. For example, for food. That's right. This digital ID passport is going to be in the form of a central bank. Digital currency, it's it, or the CBDC is going to be part of that. They're going to track your carbon footprint if you've been vaccinated, and then they are going to be able to tell you what you can buy, even food. The money will be put in there. Oh no, you can't purchase that. You can't you you can't purchase that. You can't buy that. You can only use it for food. Oh no no, you are overweight. You can't buy Twizzlers. You can only buy these products by these manufacturers, including you can use the money to buy the next vaccine. Now, where is this all going to be rolled out? Now, here in the United States, we're not going to be first. Everything happens first in Europe, right? What they want to do is they want to form globalism. America wasn't down with that program, but they rolled it out in Europe first, right? They formed a European Union, and then they had the Eurocrats over in Brussels, Belgium, telling everyone in the in the European Union what to do. We saw how successful they were in closing down the economy and forcing things uh, throughout all of the nations of the European Union in tw- during 2020 and 2021 during the scamdemic. They're going to be the first ones to get it. They're going to be the first ones to get it. And they are moving fast toward this. Here's a report from just a little over three months ago about what the European Union is up to. And then we're going to go to last month in October, how this is being fast forwarded. They are trying to roll this thing out as quickly as possible in Europe. And we Americans must pay attention because what they do in Europe, they do it there first because they have control. Then they try to do it. They try to do that in America. Think about the absolute horror they've had with their push for multiculturalism and open borders in Europe and how President Trump put a stop to that, but they stole the election. They put in their puppet, Joe Biden, and now we're going through that right now. So what we see Europe going through first, eventually the globalists will try to do to America. Wake up and pay attention. I think that's what Ron Johnson was trying to tell people. And we're just going down the rabbit hole to bring it all together. And I'm I'm connecting these dots for you. All right, here's a DW report from about three, four months ago. And then here's another report from last month. The European Commission published a proposal on Wednesday that would introduce digital legal tender for use within the 20-member eurozone. The digital euro is meant to be used alongside the existing euro as an additional form of online payment and cannot be converted into cash. Unlike cryptocurrencies, it will have the backing of the European Central Bank. The EU Commissioner for Financial Stability, Mairead McGuinness, cited several reasons for the move to a digital tender. One is that the declining use of cash. 
But there's also a concern that other nations will dominate the digital economy if the EU doesn't take action. So far, Nigeria, Jamaica and several other Caribbean nations have fully launched centrally backed digital currencies. Another 53 countries are in the advanced stages of a rollout, including China, India, Japan and Brazil. Digital euro is on the move. Yesterday, the governing council of the ECB approved the opening of the preparation phase. In case that didn't make it clear enough, the ECB is about to begin the next stage of its CBDC rollout. And those in the know are aware that this could mean the end of financial freedom in Europe. All right. And they were referencing, let's look at this report here from Bloomberg on October 18th, digital Digital euro moves one step closer to becoming reality. To recap, the European Central Bank, or ECB, released a working paper in August last year that detailed the economics of a central bank digital currency, or CBDC. Now, back in January, the ECB released its second progress report about its CBDC development. Not surprisingly, the first progress report contained some similarly concerning claims, namely that there would be limits on how much digital euro you can hold, that there would be control of your digital euro transactions, and that privacy would not be possible. Now, if any of that concerns you, too bad. Because let's go back to last month, October 18th, and we have the European Central Bank publishing for everyone to know that the euro system proceeds to the next phase of digital euro project. The preparation phase will pave way for potential future decision on issuing a digital euro. So whether it is in America or over in Europe, the Western world is under attack by these globalist interests that want to control every single part of your life. What you can eat, what you can buy, where you can travel, when you can travel, if you can travel, and make sure that you take those vaccines. It's all related. It's all intertwined. And that is what Ron Johnson was warning us about. Now he was warning us us about the big pharma control and push for these vaccines, that this was all planned. But I decided to go down the rabbit hole and give you that much more than what Ron Johnson perhaps is talking about, that there's a whole other level of control that is working against us right now. What are your thoughts? Put it in the comment section of Patreon. Put it in the comment section of Locals. Put it in the comment section of Spotify. We're in a situation where we have put together... And you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. 